This is the Lost Man Podcast, where we embrace the challenges and triumphs of being a modern man in the middle years. Join us as we explore the rugged path of growing older, wiser and bolder in a world that's constantly changing. I'm your host, John. And I'm Matt. And together we'll navigate this uncharted territory with grit, humour and a whole lot of heart. Right, here we are. First episode of Lost Man Podcast 000001. Johnny, how's your week been? It's been pretty good this week. Yeah, lots going on. Um, what do we start with? I guess training's always a good place to start. Um, I really feel like not been getting in as much as I'd like to recently. And I know you can relate to that. Mate, definitely, definitely. Yeah. What? How many times have you trained this week? Well, I've been in there three times, but it's like, um, I think. So obviously, I was made redundant recently. I'm kind of on this thing at the moment where I'm the busiest unemployed man in the whole of Greater Manchester. So I've got a payout which takes me to the end of January. New job starts in January working on various projects between now and then. But something about that disruption in the routine has led to, I don't know, I think I feel a bit sluggish and overweight. I think it's the combination of, you know, transition into the winter months, a little bit coldy, not full on cold, but there's just something there, isn't there? Do you find that, um, do you find that if you are not rushing to a place of work, yeah. Even though you've got a lot of things in the pipeline at the moment. Yeah. But because you've not got that like, right, I've got to be there at nine, so I've got to be in the gym by That's seven. it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you sort of like structure your week around that. Yeah. I mean, what were you like? Because you, you're like, you're really good at, before you had the accident with the arm, before you had your arm operation, you were good at staying disciplined, you know, doing your workouts at home. Like when you used to train with Will down at the fitness workshop, like for me, it feels like, Having a destination like going to the gym sometimes makes it easier. I'm not bothered about a destination. I just, I like the routine. Even now, with not being able to train with my wrist at the moment, uh, I'm still able, well, I'm still getting up every morning, jumping on the exercise bike, it's good 20 that. minutes, and then I'm doing 10, 15 minutes of right hand body yeah. curls. You know, yeah. dumbbell press, squats, just to keep it ticking over. Mm, so, mm, mm. my, um, yeah, I think so. I think I just need to get more fizz in there, more outdoor, more hiking. I've not hiked really at all this year, not properly. Like, um, mm. what I'm, what I'm really conscious of with this bit of time off that I've got at the moment is um, trying to make the most of that time. So, getting up and seeing you getting up and seeing Will, trying to get out in the hills as much as possible. But the bike as well, I miss the mm. bike and you, you must be missing the bike but as you've well. But pri- you've got your priorities of your business priorities that you're focusing on. So yeah. that needs to take priority That's in some true. ways. But you've got to always allow for time to train. Yeah, but And I'm, it just makes you feel good. 100%. Like even though my training at the moment is super, well, just superficial, it's just tick full tick over. Yeah. I would say that it, 
it just it's it gives you that endorphin hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose it just keeps the routine. I'm terrified of of you know ballooning and putting a load of weight on. Mm. So for me, just getting your metabolism going first thing in the morning, and then like even if you don't achieve very much in the rest of the day, you know you've trained. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. It. It's good doing it in the morning. You're a morning guy with the training. Yeah, I much prefer I think- training when when you get to the evening. Like post work, you are just knackered, and yeah. your training. I don't. I think your training suffers. I think that. I think that's what's holding me back a little bit because because I'm doing this PT course. I'm focused on getting up first thing in the morning and getting my brain engaged with that because I know that if I don't have that, if if I start to do the revision, you know, like this is like learning to learn again after like bloody. Well, I'm 39 years, mm. and I probably spent 39 years never learning Not anything. Learning. So this is like learning to learn again, and so I'm like. I know that if I don't get that learning done sort of past 11, 12, 1 o'clock, there's no way I'm going to sit down with a book and start revising. But what that does is, is it, it, it takes away that impetus to go to the gym first thing in the morning. Yeah, but if you're utilising that morning energy for that, for the short term, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's yeah, of course it is. That's but, good. And it tends to be the case, doesn't it, that when you've got a lot of stuff going on, the thing that always tends to slip is your training or your hobbies. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't you, be. You sh- I, I think as I just think as long as you just do ten minutes. Yeah. You know, everybody can fit ten minutes. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. That's true. Easy. And I've got the just spin ten, bike at just home. Just ten, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if you just do thirty push-ups. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. just good for your good for your mental health. What do you think about those guys who say, you know, like? Like Lee was good for this. He'd be like, you know, no excuses. There's 24 hours in the day. If you yeah, work Arnie out every that. hour, yeah, no. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I think no one's trying to be the next Arnie. No, but I think there's no excuse why you can't fit in. Yeah, even with a kid, mm. with work, mm. you've still got 20 minutes. Mm. That's mm. why I mm. so religiously ride that exercise bike. Mm. It's like because mm. you're just done. Mm. It's mm. easy. Get on there. When weather's rubbish, done. It's funny, isn't it, when you come into parenthood, and I'm saying this is not having a kid, but, you know, I know people that have got kids, and, you know, you've got parents like you guys who are like, the kid fits in with our life, and you've got parents who are the other way, which are like, well, oh, God, we couldn't possibly do anything because the baby. Well, I, It's I, a weird way to live, I instigated it? the morning training because of the baby. Right. Because, like, training before that would be a bit more all over the place yeah but then I thought you know time is going to be more precious now in terms of having my own time Mm. i.e. there's no your own time so if you get up before everybody else gets up and get it done get it done it's done yeah 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 definitely Mm. I think um, the other thing with me at the moment and why I'm sort of all over the place isn't the right word to describe it because there's there's a lot going on but I feel pretty structured and focused but um, as you know, the house is just upside down at the moment. So I live in a rented space. Um, I've been in there for coming up to four years in February. It's some friends of mine that own the property. And I mean, you've seen it. It's a needs, beautiful space. Need, it needs work. It needs, it needs work. It needs some love. It needs some love. It's a beautiful space. But the house was built in 1860. And I think that that was the same date that they did the decorating as well. Yeah. So the cool thing is that they're you know going right through the property but what's weird about that is is that every room is upside down apart from the front room so i've got me all my furniture 
everything, living in that front room, uh, the dog, and then obviously, you know, looking after dogs on the side um, as a bit of a side hustle, which is an episode we'll do in the future. Yeah, we'll touch on side yeah, hustles. Great episode. Um, you know, if it's me and two dogs in the in the front room and everything else that's going on, it's just chaos. Chaos, mate. Like to, to sit down living, and do things. You can't, living in a house when you're doing... When you do, or like when it's being done up, yeah. or you're doing it up, yeah, is really testing. So you did because you built this house that we're in here. Not built, no, but Ripped heavily he- back to brick, yeah, back to brick, and we didn't live here, no, and you couldn't have lived here, no, and you wouldn't have wanted to live here, no. I mean, floors out, walls out, yeah, new electrics, new plumbing. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. But yours isn't quite as extreme as that. It, it's not quite as extreme. The floors are being done, but it's not like, you know, pile driven the floors up. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that was literally, I mean, I remember coming around to this place before you started work on it. And it was, yeah, it was in a bit of a state. Well, we're sat in, at the moment, in the workshop, I suppose. This mm. is the garage space, the workshop, mm, mm. where we're filming this, which hasn't actually changed that much, but the rest of the house had. Is this what, it's, is this what it was like, this room? Yeah. Pretty Pretty apart much. from Obviously, all the Obviously, all the, all the stuff, but yeah, this is part painted and then new lighting, but yeah. apart from that, as is. Yeah, and it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, so I'm 39, you're 37. 38. 38, getting there. I think I'm 38. Push into that. 40. I am 38. Yeah, I remember. I I'm had pretty sure I'm 38. I had that a few years ago. I was yeah. stood in the shower. I was going. Am I 84? So one, two. That happens more as you get yeah. older, I bet. And who cares? But the point is, is I'm 39. Never owned a property. Um, obviously, you're 38. You guys own this place, and it brings us nice, nicely into the the main topic of conversation. Yeah, which is you know is owning a house or owning houses or is it as cracked up to be yeah hang on let me that's right isn't yeah it? is it is it all it's cracked up to be yeah is it all it's cracked up to be i don't know what do you think so i would say well 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 our property journey is we've we've bought one house lived in it did it up and then we bought our second so this is our second house that we've lived in and done up and it's a lot of work yeah it's a we've everything we've always done them up so mm. we've always put a lot of time and money into them mm. it's it's very tiring on top of a full-time job yeah yeah so there's that element to it as well um but i think at the moment it's also very testing financially because of mortgage interest rates. Yeah. So our mortgage has gone from six seven hundred pound a month, six seventy, mm. to it's about to go in December to thirteen hundred and something. This is crazy. It's like a hundred percent increase, thir- more than a hundred percent increase. Full doubled. Yeah. Over doubled. Is that right? No. Yeah. Yeah, over double. I think it is. Yeah, 110% so, or something. And that's a lot of money. That's a disgracefully large amount of money. You know, I'm a well, I'm a part-time teacher. Mm. And that is a third yeah of what I take home from yeah. that job. That that mortgage increase, yeah. not the mortgage. Yeah, not the total. Not the, the total, just the increase yeah. is a third 
for what I take home. And then you talk bills. And then you talk in bills. And, and this house that we're doing. in now, it's an amazing house. And it's a bungalow. A bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bungalow. It's, it's quite big. It's not, it's not, ma- it is quite big. It's quite a big house, but it's not a massive house. Mm. But big houses cost like big bills, basically. Mm, mm. So, you and know. It's an open plan house, so to heat it. Yeah, open like plan. We made it open style. plan. Yeah, yeah. So it, it costs a fortune to run. Last Christmas, thankfully, bills have gone down. Mm, mm. Last Christmas, we were paying £600 a month mm, gas mm. and electric. £600 a month. That's now gone down to three hundred. Was Benji here? Benji was here. Benji was here. Baby was here. Yeah. Mm, mm. So, but just you know, vast amount of money. And I was telling you before we we sat down and started yesterday, we've got uh, one of our pumps for our sewage systems gone. So we've got like a tank that our waste goes into and then pumps it to the 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 main sewage system because we're downhill of it. That pump's gone got a guy out 300 quid to get him out guy comes out it's only seven years old so we, we did the house up seven years ago brand new then got the guy out yet yeah, both pumps are knackered uh, you're gonna need two new pumps which are five six hundred pound plus that yeah plus him fitting yeah which he reckons is about a thousand pound a day. Jeez. So for all you people out there wondering what am I going to do in my life and what's a good career, if you don't mind wading around in yeah. human excrement, yeah, a, a, a human excrement pump engineer, thousand pound a day. <laughs> but that's going to be, you know, that's two, three thousand pounds. Yeah. That bill will be ridiculous. And there's no getting away from it. So with my place, you know, talking about having it all done up, you know, it's so it's replastered, refloored, carpeted. Um, decorated, various different bits and bobs. Um, so having all the ins- the ceilings have come down, all the insulation sorted like that. It's going to be about eight grand's of work, eight grand's worth of work. Not out of my bank. No, no, no. And 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 kind of that's where we were. The angle we were coming from with this podcast is yeah. we were talking about. So for me, owning a property at the moment, yeah, it is. I've never felt confined by the property. I've never felt like it's a burden. I've mm. always felt like it's a great thing to own this mm, house. Mm. And um, whereas now is the first time where I feel that yeah. is owning a house really all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I, I, there'll be some value in it and mm. things like that. But at the moment, it feels like a burden. It feels like something that's holding me down. It yeah. feels like the, the, the costs are kind of skyrocketing. Mm. And, you f- and you're like, well, we can't do that this month because mm. we've got that to pay for. And, yeah. and, and it every every month i feel like because we did the house up seven years ago we're kind of going through a little bit of a like yeah like we had a plumbing bill last month mm. you know so it's All like those things yeah are coming so back to haunt there's you. like little things now like little cracks starting mm. to form whereas with you you're renting that flat which which i don't know if you want to share how much you're paying for that flat but yeah nothing 650 a month it's it's 650 a month six, and it's in it's in a little a little town just outside of manchester city center it's in it's a on nice a, it's town in though. a nice town yeah it's, uh, it's very um, sought after what's the going what's the going rent for that that property would be about 11 or 1200 quid a month something like that but it's on a sweetheart deal because the people who own it are friends of mine we're in business together various different reasons why and that's why because of the interesting state that it's been in over the past couple of years it's been better for me to it's been a wise move to stay there and deal with that 
Um, but it's. It, I would the, say though, mate, location-wise, location's insane. amazing. Yeah, and I'd also say like size-wise, oh, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. It's huge. probably a hundred square meters. That yeah. flat, three yeah, yeah. huge rooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a big old like you could literally turn that flat into three hundred percent three uh, like bedsit size it'd be, flats. It'd, it'd be an interesting prospect to, to think about buying the place, but because of the age of it and because of some issues with, you know. Uh, the electrics mainly and, and just you know what property doing up properties like I mean nobody knows this more than you but doing up properties is like you know there's nightmares waiting to happen around every corner but I think what you say is interesting about feeling um, sort of trapped or the potential for feeling trapped because there's issues on both sides you know if you don't own a property then I think that there's a big stigma in yeah, the place yeah. so so I'm I'm a single bloke I date and I almost have a I almost feel like I need to say I need to justify why it is that I haven't got a property mm. oh I didn't have the opportunities and I haven't got you know a little pot of money that's coming to me and all those different kinds of things which whilst that's true and I think a lot of the people that I know um, at whatever stage they managed to get onto the property ladder did have a helping hand there's almost I just feel like it's a bit ridiculous that you should have to justify that. And, um, you know, I always remember having a conversation with a friend of mine years ago, and it was like an opposed comment. So I said, oh, you know, well, it's only it's only Britain where we feel this need to get on the property ladder. And then my mate Gordon at the time was like, yeah, but I like to think that we know something that they don't, which is an interesting comment to make, and maybe he's right. Um, but I guess my point of view is, I guess it's all about timing, isn't it? You know, is I, now a good time to get on the property? Because no, I've just, I've just no, rec not, I recently came into not a massive amount of money, but some money. You could definitely get on the property that ladder now. I could now. get on the property ladder. You could definitely ladder. get on the property ladder now. But the question is, is it worth it? I, to have a massive mortgage, which is, you know, like my mate Saul, in a similar position to you, his mortgage was 1,100 quid a month jumped up to 1800 quid a month he could not afford, he had to That's sell the property mate. and move That's into crippling. his parents house and it's like you know i have a nice ish lifestyle um is it worth putting you know 15% down on a property and just being absolutely banged to the wall may i well i was very much in when we when we've been going through this phase the last few years of like buying houses buying this house, buying a rental house, kind of trying to trying to do the whole property thing. Mm. And I was trying to push you like mm. not push mm. you, but like yeah. you know put the money away. Get, yeah, yeah. yeah, save save it, invest in a property, yada yada yada. But then really as soon as these interest rates has hit, mm. well I rung you up and I was like, mate, I'm so glad mm. you didn't mm. buy a house. Mm. Because mm. if your mortgage then was gonna be what, seven, eight hundred six, seven, eight hundred pounds mm double that now I mean that'd just be crippling mm, mm. and you know also house property values going down a little bit mm. so you might be in negative equity with it mm. so I think definitely at the moment not a good time to buy and the benefits of renting are like no commitments that's right yeah no maintenance fees mm -hmm. You know, you, especially you, with mine, because I'm in a bit of a lucky position. But even so, I mean, another another interesting way to think about it is because you're like 
being a teacher, high school teacher, you're kind of at the coalface with young kids, the next generation. Is there any sort of conversation amongst those guys around? Do you know what? One one big thing I feel like, and, and we should cover this in a, in a podcast or maybe a couple of podcasts, yeah. is the lack of financial education we, oh, we give we give to kids at school yeah yeah we don't we don't ex, we don't explain anything to do with mortgages savings accounts mm, mm. even borrowing mm. and then you wonder why people come out and they're like chucked into debt mm. um when you're a student i remember going to a student fair and it's like have this have this yeah, overdraft yeah, yeah. have this overdraft yeah then you've got two overdrafts, two thousand pounds each, and yeah. then you, you just think that that overdraft is free money. Yeah, exactly. You do. You don't think about the consequences, no. and it's not explained. And I remember chatting to a friend of mine because if you get real, um, like down the rabbit hole with this, um, it's like, well, you know, why is economics not taught at a high school level? And it's like, well, some people will say because, you know the powers that be don't want everybody to be as educated on money as they can be because they can't take advantage of them with these things. Yeah, I think there's part of that. I think there's also... It's a, a bit murky way the, to look at it, but I, it could be true. I, I think it plays into the fact that we also don't teach kids about working for yourself mm. in the sense of run, running your own business. Mm. We We push them all down this route of like, go to school, go to college, go mm. to university, mm. work for somebody. Mm. Um, and it's, something I like to talk to mine a lot about is, you know, try and have a few streams of income. Yeah. Maybe have a job mm. and a little side hustle. Mm. Have a little business and then maybe have something else on the side. Have something internet based. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, side hustle. We'll we'll, we'll cover side yeah, hustles yeah. In, in a proper episode. But there's, you know, thinking about the education system. And again, that that warrants its whole episode. But there's, you know. When I was a kid, I don't know what it's like now, but you were never taught anything about how to manage money and you weren't taught anything about how to manage your own brain either. There's not really much about mental health in there, not, is there? Well, there's more now, but there was sure there's there nothing... Not really... It's not... There's not as much as you would hope for. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also think there's an element of, like, how much can you understand at that age... How yeah. much do you care about that? Mm. But but I think we do have a duty to make sure we offer that. Yeah. I remember when I was... Because um, obviously, you know, I think everybody's got their own struggles. And, you know, I've certainly had mine. And I remember when I've done a couple of sort of expeditions and things, thinking about what kind of charity to support. And there's a great one out there called Young Minds. And what I thought was great about those guys was they um, they kind of use their funding and you know the way that people supply money to them to invest into teachers and invest into parents ways in which to spot mental health issues Mm. in kids to kind of like get them at the root level Mm. and you being a teacher do you ever come across kids we don't get any training that's weird isn't it Mm. yeah so you don't get any training to say this is what attention deficit that looks like this is what very little very little right i think i think I mean, I trained over 15 years ago, so I think part of that was coming through as you were training. Mm. So maybe if you're new to teaching now, you probably get a little bit more of it. Mm. Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because mm. I think um, that's where it start, that, That's where these things first start to display themselves. And also, it can work in a back... So I was, I was diagnosed attention deficit as a kid. And for me, you know, 
being the uh, kind of person that I am, it was just a way for me to stop teachers having a go at me. I was like, you can't say that to me, sir. I've got ADD. And they'd be like, okay. Well, that's what they're like now, though. Right, I bet they Even are. more so. Yeah, 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 yeah. They utilise that against you. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that would be a good... That, I think that would be a good thing to, to, to teach teachers how to get around because all that is is a blocker to education. I don't know. We have the... we actually have done quite a lot recently on, you know, like avoiding those behaviours right. and shutting conversations down right. and like not even engaging in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is something that's quite new. So how do you do that? Just shut full shut down. Com- I'm, I'm not discussing that now. Right, okay. Yeah, nice. Like here's your punishment. Yeah. Here's what you've done quietly. Yeah. Like when I was at school, it was like, what are you doing? Yeah, there? yeah, 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 yeah. Matthew Sunday yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew outside now. Yeah, yeah. Uh whereas now they you know, it's just I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna uh it's a bit more softly softly. Right. It's okay. almost it's almost a little bit woke though. Yeah, yeah. It's a little yeah. bit like softly softly, so um Yeah. Um I know you're I know I know you think that behaviour might be okay in classroom. Mm. However, it's not okay. Mm. Uh, I'm not happy with it, mm. and I'm going to speak to you at the end of the lesson about it, um, and I'm going to put you on a warning. Mm. I wonder what's a better way to do it. It's difficult to know, isn't it? Because, um, and like, then if they're like, a bit, de-, you're like, nope, yeah, I'm not discussing this now. Right. And it, to be fair, it does work because you can get pulled into it. Yeah, of course you, you can. You can get pulled into an argument. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Um, I don't know. The behaviour at school is, I think, far worse now after COVID. Um, I think it's the answering back and rudeness, right? As opposed to like physical behaviours. Okay. Because yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. at school, yeah, it was like set a stink bomb off in lesson, you know. Whereas now it's just abuse, mm. swearing, and abuse. Mm. Mm. Do you ever get? Um, do you ever get any sort of like? altercations like not not teacher kid altercations but do the kids kick off with each other in class anything like that i think i've had probably two fights in in a classroom since i've been teaching which is which it literally my first year and literally a few weeks before i had my wrist surgery yeah so and and that was a really rough group of lads that we had obviously design and technology construction you do get those groups yeah uh, or the the more kind of vibrant groups mm. and yeah just two lads went at each other big time that's crazy and then and then recently it was two girls and i was sat at a table just just working away with a small group of kids you know just like going through through a few things and, and one of them was like uh sir and i was like yeah he was like, i think there's something going on over there uh, and i like, looked and it was two girls having a full-on that's crazy full-on like bitch fight yeah 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 like yeah, yeah. hair yeah hair claws yeah and and i you just don't want to get involved this now, do is you? It, you know i was like i didn't want to get involved yeah. i was like um yeah ladies yeah, can yeah, you stop yeah. please yeah you kind of walk between them and yeah. then they stopped. But that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Like when you see blokes fighting, like obviously all fighting's rough. You wouldn't want to get involved. But women, when they pull that hair yeah. and get their fingernails <laughs> out, that's danger. Yeah. 
But um, I think going back to what we were saying, the question around is it good to own a house, the good and the bad, it's probably like everything, you know, there's good and bad to it. If you're in a position where, um, you know, it's an option and it's not going to cripple you financially, then, you know, great, definitely. But um, I wonder if the world needs to change or, or that the stigma around it needs to change a little bit. Um, I would definitely say that, that that I don't feel that stigma maybe when 10 years ago where mm. the the pressure was to own a house is there as much now. I think it's getting better. I think just the sheer cost of houses mm. means that unless you're either clubbing together with a friend or a partner, yes. it, it makes it very difficult. Mm, mm. And if to do it on your own is nearly impossible especially where you live as well mm. like a, like obviously i'm near sheffield peak district mm. you're in manchester mm. you know it's not cheap around here i think i think um i know in doncaster you could still buy a house for mm. under 100 grand sure there's still a lot of money though yeah um it is a lot but, of money but maybe slightly more accessible mm. Mm. than Manchester, like how much would a house be in Manchester? Like how much would a flat be in Manchester? Well, I reckon that that apartment, um, if you were to split it out from the main house, is not far off three hundred thousand pounds. Huge, it's huge. And 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 like if you're looking so you at, need to throw down thirty. Yeah, exactly. And which then is, what would that be? Yeah, so what two hundred seventy thousand pounds over fifteen hundred a month probably yeah, now? Exactly, ridiculous. Thirteen hundred a month. And if you're looking at sort of two up, two downs in. You know, so I live in a near a really nice place called Altrincham, um, and you know, if you're looking at a two up, two down around there, you know, God, I mean, depending on the the quality of the finish, you can be up in the half a million, no problem. Mm. You know, for a two up, two down, you know, nice, sizable terrace at mm. the end of the day. Um, so I don't know, and, and, and then the, the, there's the added complication. You know, you mentioned about sort of sharing the property as well. It's like it's almost like these days, a mortgage is more of a tie than a marriage, isn't it? You know, huge financial tie, Massive. and and also you can you could say to your uh, landlord, right, that's me done. Two, yeah. One month, two months, yeah. I'm out. I'm moving to London. I'm yeah. moving to anywhere in Europe mm, mm. so it gives you that flexibility I think that's right and it, I suppose I suppose I suppose that's what a lot of these podcasts and a lot of these a lot of these subjects will come down to which is there isn't a right way or there isn't no, a, there isn't a way. right way it's whatever is right for that person I mean my my I'm I'm happy with I'm obviously happy with invested in houses yeah, of course and and I think we've also bought them before this mad covid increase in prices yeah even though i think property was quite expensive before then so we will see like a good capital gain out of them yeah but i mean it's not like you can withdraw that money very easily yeah yeah um yeah. so like long term i think it's good yeah but i would say like the sh short term at the moment as i said i do feel a little bit kind of trapped by it mm, all mm. just because of the sheer kind of mortgage cost and running costs and I, I'm probably not alone in feeling that way. You, uh, you're, much, you're much better at this stuff than I am which is like um, you know knowing about how the economy's working and stuff and the trends that are up and down like I just for some reason ever since being a kid I've never been interested never really been interested in politics never really been interested in sort of like these 
economic movements. Um, but I guess what, I, what I'm interested to know is like, where where does it end this this cost of living oh, nightmare? Mate, I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know. The person who I knows was, would probably be a millionaire. I, I was watching the um, Seen Through Glass podcast, automotive podcast, the other day, and they were talking about insurance costs for cars. Mm. That's gone up, not by inflation of whatever they reckon is 8% at the moment. Mm. In one year, they were, they were saying 56%. Wow. So yeah, I, I see that. I mean, I've um, not had any crashes, and my my premium seems to go up every year. Oh, mate, huge! My yeah. my old van went from three hundred to six fifty, yeah. seven hundred mm. last year. Mm. So so huge. I don't know where it ends. I think property prices will um, maybe come down a touch mm. or like flatline. Uh, I think interest rates will go up, maybe a tiny bit more, or stay where they are for. At least a year. So, what's the interest rate now? Five point two five percent. Right. I'm okay. going to say. And what Although was it might... when you got into it? Oh, mate. Ah, the mortgage we were coming up. So, so the mortgage on this, I think we've renewed at something like five and a half percent. Yeah. And we were coming off a. I think it was our mortgage was point seven five or or one percent. How? So, but but do you know what? Historically, the average. Interest rate is five percent, four or five percent. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're probably about where we should be. Yeah. But it's just the fact that the value of properties is now so high right. compared to your income. Mm, mm. And when interest rates were cheap, that's fine. Mm. But now they've gone expensive, mm. or or back to normal, really. Mm. That has meant that the interest payments are too high. Yeah, and you've got a couple of buy-to-let properties as well. Yeah, we've got a couple of buy-to-lets and and a and a kind of holiday cottage Airbnb that we're doing as well now, yeah. and we switched the mortgage for the holiday cottage because that was rented out before privately to a uh, Airbnb mortgage to a holiday cottage mortgage, mm. different mortgage products. So we had to change it. That was on a two percent deal. And then that's now gone to five point something. Oh so that God. that went from two hundred mm. a month to six seventy a month. And you can't make those. You can't make adjustments of the same magnitude in what you're charging for people to rent the property. So that's all no, margin. No, not at all. That is all your margin. The one of the one of the holiday, one of the student lets that went from. Um, we don't have any buy-to-lets. All of ours are student-lets, mm. like multi-lets. One of one of our student-lets went from four hundred a month to a thousand pound a month. Mm, mm. So instantly wiping out fifty percent of mm-hmm. any profit from that. And I say profit, but that same with any house there's always a bill mm. there's always a, an electrical bill coming 300 quid this month mm. you know it doesn't take much to wipe into any of that profit mm-hmm. um those people that have bought investment properties like buy to lets for single lets like sing, single person like yourself they they might have been getting 700 pound rent a month mortgage was 3 400 pound mm. well what's going to happen to that mortgage now when it renews mm. that's going to be 500 mm. 600 pound a month mm. they're going to get they might get a little bit more rent 7 800 pound mm. but what happens if the boiler blows up yeah, 2 exactly. and a half grand it's those things that you don't expect i suppose yeah 
that's kind of a different conversation getting into kind of landlord versus tenant maybe yeah 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 yeah. maybe that's a different conversation but yeah yeah, i mean owning property i think at the moment it's very much feels like a i'll I'll just i've just got to stick it out yeah yeah i think i agree and i think for me anybody you know is just some closing thoughts from somebody who's doesn't own a property has never owned a property has felt the stigma of not owning a property but has got to a point in life where you know as you start to approach your 40s you start to uh care less about what people think and more about what's right for you and i think that that would that be that is great advice yeah mate, 100%. Is, is to do what's right for you do what's right for you and just and i think you know it's it's important to like I said a moment ago, just in any context, it's it's about the individual and it's about what's right for you. And I think if you're in a, you know, anybody's listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, oh God, the pressure's too much. Well, you know, you need to ask yourself some realistic questions like, is it really right for you? You know, if I think about me, um, you know, in the times that I've been close to going into a property investment with somebody else, it would have been a huge mistake to have gone into that mm. that property investment. You know, I'm thinking about one person in particular mm. back in the Nutsford days. Um, it would have been a huge mistake to go into into the property with that person. So, you know, like everything in life, be kind to yourself and just remember, you know, have a look at your own personal circumstances. Um, I would say, I would, re- I would say with you, mate, to stick on hold on to that chunk you've got yeah yeah and you know reassess mm, you yeah. know reassess maybe in a in a year or two mm, mm. whether it's something you want to do and, uh, yeah. and also not to like overstretch that's the point like, i think it? a lot of people have overstretched what they can afford yeah because the not thinking that the interest rates could go up or mm. you know like for me in my th- late 30s I've only bought houses with low interest rates. Yeah, yeah, that's So it. I've never lived through that. But now they'll be like that, right, I actually need to account for, even if they come down, I'm going to account for mm. that extra interest rate at 5 6%. Yeah, and the problem with overstretching is then you start going into the murky territories of, oh, I'll just get a credit card to do this or I'll just yeah. get a loan to do that. I'd say whatever you think you can afford scale it back even further from yeah, that and yeah. if you can afford that then then look at buying and what would be your advice for somebody wanting to um who's kind of like sat there they've got maybe a 15 percent deposit they're ready to pull the trigger is now the right time should they wait oh, oh it's a mate, deep one it's, it's a hard it's a one. deep one and i'm no expert at all but um i certainly i well you can you could you could you could say if you constantly invested, it doesn't matter. Mm. Whether, cause, because in 20 years' time, the hope would be it's all worth more. Yeah, of course. You know, if you think super long term, mm. but I think, and also you've got to think how much, if it was your dream home, mm. you know, maybe you do, you may. Yeah, just you go know, for it. Something's worth as much as you're willing to pay for it. Yeah. So if it's worth that much to you now, then yeah. Of course, yeah. But I think generally, I would be holding out for a couple of months at yeah. least just to see what happens yeah, yeah just to yeah. see just to just to let it all settle mm, yeah there you go so that brings us to the end of the first lost man podcast yeah lost man podcast number one yeah nice work there we go so there's going to be lots more coming up from us in the future hopefully you found this topic of conversation interesting there's certainly going to be plenty more coming from 
uh, coming from us. What are some of the other topics we're going to be talking about? We're going about? to be looking at relationships, whether those are... Family uh, relationships. Yeah, family relationships, personal partners, relationships, yeah. at work, whatever work. they might be. Um, you know, even just, you know, one of the catchphrases we came up with was knobhead neighbours. You know, yeah. how are you getting on yeah, with your neighbours? Yeah. What kind of problem are they causing in your life? Finance, we're going to touch a little bit on finance, Definitely, debt, yeah. things like that. And we sort of started to talk about it today, which was, you know, the whole idea of borrowing money and what sort of murkiness lives around that. Yeah. And I've I've kind of got some things that I want to chat about there. I think, um, you know... Just really, we're just going to be really covering any of the topics that we just... Any of the things that we face in our life day-to-day as, you know, a a 30-summit male. Yeah, I mean, this podcast is just uh, basically our phone conversations recorded. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it is. So that's what you're going to be getting. And if you like it, then, you know, like it, share, leave a comment. And we'll look forward to speaking to you again. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Indeed. There we go. Nice one, mate. This is the Lost Man Podcast, where we embrace the challenges and triumphs of being a modern man in the middle years. Join us as we explore the rugged path of growing older, wiser, and bolder in a world that's constantly changing. I'm your host, John. And I'm Matt. And together we'll navigate this uncharted territory with grit, humour and a whole lot of heart.